Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome. 1010 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Will Marotti, Will Marotti Show. Your host, uh, Matt Sorois, our Master of Ceremonies. And you, of course, our beloved audience. We have open phone lines from now until 1030, 860-522-9842. Uh, 10.35, we have a very interesting guest coming up. You know, I was, I was talking the other day, the ongoing Bud Light story. And uh, just, they're just getting killed. I mean, sales are. I don't know that this is coincidence, or or intentional, but I've always seen at uh, the Excel Center uh, stands, you know, kiosks set up uh, for Bud Light. And I walked by one the other night. I was there. Well, and I were there night, and and uh, on either side of the stadium, the uh, Excel Center, the Bud Light kiosks were not even not even open. So I don't even know if they were selling it or, you know, they, they, it was intentional. Because it was a fairly good, for a Wednesday night, it was a good crowd, almost 5,000 people, which is, for a Wednesday night, Wolfpack is, is a huge crowd. So um, anyway, so, so the sales have been just horrible for Bud Light, dropping like a stone and, and continuing so. And they're trying to pull back from it, and they came out with a couple of commercials. But apparently, you know, people are upset. And so I it quoted a... Uh, I had quoted a, a recent uh, a story about it the other day, I think it was Tuesday, and um, there were statistics that were in the article, and the statistics were, were given by a consulting firm here in Connecticut. And sure enough, um, I was able to reach the, uh, the, the and, they, and they quoted also the, the founder, the CEO of the company, uh, and, I, and I reached out to him on the phone, and sure enough, uh, what, what a great company. Anyway, we're going to have him on at 1035. And talk a little bit about just you know adult, adult beverages in general, and you know sink into my eye. I think a little bit of beer getting beer and tequila probably <laughs> being consumed today. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to him at ten thirty, Mr. Bump Williams from Bump Williams Consulting, a Connecticut firm uh, right here that specializes in um, a lot to do with the alcohol you know adult beverage industry. So we'll we'll have him on at ten thirty five, and uh, I'm sure he's going to have some fascinating things to share. 
looking forward to that very much. Um, the other thing I'll talk about is there's a story, uh, this in Wall Street Journal, there's a story about um, um, the reason, you know, we've talked a lot about, oh, China, China knock us off, China will knock the dollar off the world reserve currency, and India is not helping, and other countries are lining up with China. And, and a lot of times people go, well, you know, they're just trying to hurt America. Well, yeah, but there's, there's an underlying problem here. The underlying problem is that all of these other countries, let's call them investors, which is really what they are, they're all starting to wake up to the fact that America's in free fall financially. And uh, we, we've, we've already surpassed $31 trillion in debt. Thirty-one trillion. I don't even know how. I don't even know how you could explain that number. I can't even wrap my head around that number. You know, most Americans have somewhere around five to six thousand in credit card debt. Maybe you got a mortgage, a house, you know, a house, uh, a car loan. You know, maybe per right in the thousands, thousands, hundred thousand. I understand hundred thousand. I understand a million dollars. I can understand that. But thirty-one trillion dollars. Well, the investors are starting to wake up to the fact that America does not know how to manage money. And so that's where you've got opportunity now for countries like China, countries like India, starting to, to look at using their own currency because the values are getting stronger as the, as the dollar loses value. And so, you know, it's not, it's not just the evil plot, let's get America. No, it's their, they're saying America's dollar is getting weak. America's dollar is unstable. Now we're going to have to expand the debt ceiling again. Well, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. When do we start paying it down? You know, and, and countries and states can't go bankrupt. Cities can, towns can, people can, companies can, businesses can, LLCs can, corporations can. Countries and states can't go bankrupt. I mean, they, they, they can, as a, as a function of reality, in essence, go bankrupt, a.k.a. Venezuela, Brazil, companies that, countries that have had enormous economic stress over the years. And, and again, I, I, I bring that up because of a point that I made earlier. The point I made earlier is what will it take for the American people to change? And I think, unfortunately, it's going to take, I, I hate to even say this or think about it, but I think it's going to take catastrophic financial failure, like depression we've never seen before. I think that's what it's going to take. And then it's going to be a generation before we get out of it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, listen, I've lived a good life. I've had a lot, I've had a wonderful life. I've lived a tremendous life, many blessings in life, but I'm worried. I'm worried about our kids. What are, what are they going to be faced with, right? 860-522-9842. Let's go to uh, the beautiful community of Wallingford. Justin, Justin, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Pastor Will. Uh, <clears throat> I was, you know, listening to what you said about the currency, and the reason it's going down, it's been going down for a long time, and some of it started with the forming of these other organizations like Asian and uh, BRICS. And, you know, the plan has been to get up dollar dominance because of what you've seen us do regarding Russia, which is the sanctions that kick people off the of SWIFT, the seizures of property without any kind of due process. We just 
steal their stock. And uh, yeah, uh, it's untrustworthy. It's unreliable for them. And who could blame them for wanting to get off? And the fact that they have to buy our money. In fact, in some countries, their citizens had to pay a portion of their taxes in U.S. dollars. So they would make yeah. their citizens buy money. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and, and you have, you know, aside from what travelers may have done in exchange money, you've never had to go out and simply buy other people's money right. to live. And that's what every other country has been doing. On top of that, you know, we've gone around with our various international agencies, you know, getting them, you know, a form of debt slavery. And then, you know, holding that over their head. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I don't know if you ever read Confessions of an Economic Hitman, but uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. Who, who's the author, Justin? Do you know? Oh, I don't recall the author. The author is the guy. And he was, Con- uh, confession, he was an Confessions of an Economic, an economic Hitman? Hitman? Yep. Wow. Get the first edition, not the second. Okay. Well, again, you know, uh, they, we've I, been. We've I do been... know they have it at the Wallingford Public Library, so you, okay. can, you don't even have to go buy it. They, they oh, do that's have cool. It. Well, you know, I mean, we've been strutting the the country. Our country has been strutting around for a long time. We we live well beyond our means. We don't manage things, and and now now these problems are coming home to us. Well, they've been coming home for a long time. I mean, we invented the Banana Republic because that was when we sent the U.S. Marines down to help United Fruit Company, aka Dole. Okay, down in you know doing doing the bidding of large corporations. Yep, you know. You can look up other events like the uh, Ludlow Massacre out in Colorado, where their National Guard butchered a whole bunch of uh, Union protesters uh, and laid their bodies out alongside the track. Thanks. So, you know, the idea that our military never turned its guns on the civilian populace is in- incorrect. Uh, uh, was it, uh, yeah, but I mean, is it a difference between standing army and, you, and National Guard, though, right? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I mean, it just takes the governor, you know, acquiescing to. They're, they're part of the national command structure. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're, yeah, yeah, they go through the same basic training. They're not a. They're not a state militia. Right. Um, you know, they're they're just you know, they are in fact one of the most deployed parts of the the U.S. military is the National Guard. Uh, you can find them all over the world. Uh, yeah, that's know, true. You know, I mean, National needed. Guard does get deployed internationally frequently. That's true. Well, again, I, I don't know. Where do you think like this that, goes, yeah. Justin? Where where does this lead the country ultimately? Where does this lead us with the problems we're facing? I mean, ultimately, it leads us to doing uh, to just doing more of what we've been doing, um, because you, you know the the first rule of finding is to stop digging. But the idea <laughs> the idea that we would simply stop doing the things that are bad, forget doing good things, yeah. trying to stop doing the bad thing is not in anyone's interest because politically you want to be seen acting. You you don't want to be seen being indecisive or idle or however else that you, even if you're just being thoughtful, yeah, that still looks like you're not doing something. Just think about how we reacted during COVID and how really yeah. uh, the things we did were all wrong, but they got credit for doing something, mm-hmm. even if it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and people will still think it's a good thing. It's, it's it's a bizarre piece of human psychology. It really is, Justin. You're 100% right. And as always, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, let's take one more before the break. We've got a call on the road. Jim on the road. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? So, I mean, I understand what you're saying about the debt and all that, and I agree. 
it, you know, it's an area of concern, but I, concern. I think you're just, well, yeah. <laughs> Remember that people owe us money too. We, we, we borrowed about seven, $8 trillion overseas and people owe us about six or seven trillion from overseas. So yeah. our net loss overseas is about a trillion. The rest of the money we owe to ourselves mm -hmm. because we bought our own bonds. Yeah. As for replacing our currency, I mean, as a reserve currency, it's probably not going to happen for a long time just because because we're politically stable. Yeah. As much as we don't think we are, we have the largest we have well, we have one of the strongest militaries, if not the strongest military. Mm -hmm. Still and do. political st political stability over the last 200 and whatever, however long we are, 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the peaceful change of power, our banking system, even though it has, you know, bumps in the road like <laughs> every business has, it's very stable. The economy is not as uh, draconian as you think it is. The unemployment rate's extremely low. Um, but you know, we've had these hard times in the past. We'll have them in the future. And, and it's just part of the game. But, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to have Russia as your reserve currency, China as your reserve no, currency? No, and, and, and to your point, to your point uh, even recently with with China trading in their currency and the trading in, in rupees, uh, all the business they're doing in their own currency, I think I read that it equates to the less than 5% of the total currency transactions on the planet. So right. the dollar's still king, no question about it. Long but I just don't know, how long can we go like this where we are constantly expanding debt and, and not, not doing anything to pull that in? I mean, there you, has to be you, a bubble burst at some point, doesn't there? You're, you're absolutely right, and I agree. You, we have to address it. But also remember, the debt ceiling was raised three times under Donald Trump. Oh, I know. I'm not, Republicans are just as guilty as Democrats. I'm not, I'm not assigning blame here except the fact that we're not able to live within our means. But if, if, if the government was a family, we would have gone bankrupt a long time ago, except we can't. So, Okay. Have a good day. Anyway, Jim, thank you for your call. All right. We're going to take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. A few more calls, and then we're going to talk about uh, – Adult, adult beverages and Cinco de Mayo and maybe a little Anheuser-Busch when we get back, uh, 1035. All right, so t give us a call. First time call on Friday, 860-522-9842. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, we have gone through, to Jim's point, we have gone through difficult times before, um, but I think there's there's a big difference. Uh, we went through a, a depression. We've gone through recessions. Um, and this this isn't just you know my saying this. I'm 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 saying what I've read, what I've heard from others. Um, likely if it, it, it's going to be worse than a recession, whatever we're going to tumble into at some point is going to be worse than a recession, more like, like a depression. Here's the big difference between depression now and depression 1930s. Depression now is the country is not tough. We're not as near, we're not nearly as resilient. We're not nearly as strong. We're not really as, uh, as uh, able to weather tough times. We we've had we've had good times for too long, and um, I don't know. 
in terms of culture and, and society, how we'll hold up under a, a massive economic turndown. We'll ha- it'll happen again. It will happen again. And, and I think that's the big difference. It's not the fact that, you know, oh, we've had tough times before we get thrown. Uh, yeah, we have. But we've got a different country. We've got a much different culture, different, different mindset, different work ethic. There's a lot different now than, than there was 100 years ago or 80, 90 years ago. And I think that's the thing that concerns me is how, how will people deal with it? Will we have just straight-out anarchy, people stealing, not looking out for their neighbor, taking from their neighbor? That, that's what I'm concerned about is how people would respond in times like that. 860-522-9842, what do you think? Connecticut, uh, the House passed uh, early voting, 14-day early voting. We'll talk more about that next week. Now, I'm not obviously I'm not in favor of that. I think we should have a single day. That's an election day. I don't think we should have mail-in ballots. I don't think we should have early voting. I'm fine with absentee if 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 you have to request it because you're whatever the reason is. That's fine. I'm not I'm not a fan. And uh, so the House. Took one step closer to joining 46 other states and offering early and I, early in person voting. I just I, I listen. I just don't think it's necessary, but that's just me. Um, they also now are getting back to the bear issue. Uh, the Judiciary Committee gave thumbs up to a bill that would allow Connecticut residents to use deadly force if a bear was injuring a pet or another person or or livestock, pet person livestock. See the order significance there, pet person livestock i don't know is that the writer at ct news junkie that that said that or is that is that coming out of out of the capital i think humans should be first livestock second pet third whatever uh the bill will also penalize the un unintentional that's unintentional feeding of bears i mean anything that's stupid anything could be unintentional feeding of bears that's ridiculous the bill's already passed the Environmental Committee. Of course, don't forget, originally there was a hunting provision in the bill. That was stripped out. So now we're going to at least... Um, at least at least now we're going to have a chance that if, you, if, you're, if the bear is going after your, your, your pet, you can, you can stop the bear. Um, deadly force. You know, and not go to jail for the rest of your life because we worship the creation more than the creator. I think that's good. Um, all right, listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, uh, Bump Williams, the president, founder, CEO of Williams Consulting. We're going to talk a little bit about the adult beverage industry, and particularly as it's Cinco de Mayo today, it seems appropriate. There will be a lot of beer and tequila uh, consumed, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, uh, stay with us. We'll take a break. News, we'll be back. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to the Will Marotti Show on the free Odyssey app. Download and like WTIC and follow Will Marotti today. All right, welcome back, 1040. Hey, you know, it's Cinco de Mayo today, so my guess is um, we're going to have a little bit of probably, you know, beer and tequila being consumed. Um, but, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, particularly beer and Bud Light. I told you what I saw there, and it's Excel Center. Um, and I was quoting uh, this week an article from hotair.com, and uh, there were statistics and some information given there by a firm I was not familiar with here in Connecticut. Uh, Bump Williams Consulting is, a, is an organization that specializes in uh, these matters in the alcoholic beverage industry. And so uh, as Divine Providence <laughs> I was able to reach out to the, the founder, the CEO. He was gracious to call me back, and now he's on the hotline. So joining us, first time ever on the program, from Bump Williams Consulting, uh, Mr. Bump Williams. Bump, welcome to the show. Uh, Will, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, good morning to you, and your listeners, and a happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Okay. Well, well wonderful. Let me just, first of all, uh, and I apologize, I would not heard of your company before, but that's not surprising because you never heard of me before. Um, Shame t- on you. Yeah. T- t- tell, us, tell us about your company, and when, when did you get started, and what do you guys do? So in October of 2008, um, I retired from my role as head of global consulting at one of the largest marketing companies in the world. And I just wanted to fly fish with the grandkids. That's all I wanted to do. So October of 08, um, you think about the economic times back then. It wasn't the best of times. Oh gosh. Companies were, were reducing headcount. Um, it wasn't very good, but work still needed to get done. Mm-hmm. So my company started to re- receive calls from all of these beverage companies, distributors, retailers, and they said, Bump, help us do today what you did for the past 35 years. And I said, all right. So we, we evolved into a, a strategic consulting company, really, that services every facet of, of the beverage alcohol industry around the world. Mm-hmm. We're not just a United States consultant. We, we do global consulting. And wow. from the time that seeds go into the ground to, to grow the hops and barley, all the way through the process of production and packaging, distribution to retail, and ultimately to the point where, where you and I go out to a store and we pick up our favorite beverage. We hmm. track all of that. That's what our company does. So you're, you're, you're spanning across a number of industries. It's not, it's not just obviously brewing and dis- distribution. You're doing a, a bunch of stuff. Um, we do, yes, sir. That's technical, a bunch of stuff. 
and 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 what obviously you provide statistical data for these companies. Mm-hmm. Is that is that your is that your wheelhouse? Is that primarily what these companies are looking for? <laughs> well, we try and make data simple. We could give people reams and reams of numbers, but if we don't tell them what these numbers mean, we're, we're not really doing our job. But okay. we, we, we collect data probably from five major sources. Uh, and I'll, I'll walk you through them if, yeah, if, sure. if we have time. But all right, all right. So think about every time you go shopping at a, at a grocery store or a convenience store, a drug store, a, a liquor store. Anytime you go shopping to pick up a, a beverage product, beverage alcohol or non-alcoholic beverage, Mm-hmm. Every time you pay, there's usually a scanner at the end of that checkout counter, and all that scanner data gets collected, and we have access to that from across the country. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's massive database. That's but, a lot. But we, well, I, I hire smart people that crunch the numbers for me, so they make me look good. It's a full-time <laughs> job for them. But um, we also get shipment data from the brewers and the vintners and the distillers and what they sell to their distributor network. There's a term called three tier. Mm-hmm. And when prohibition was repealed, the government set up a system called the three tier system where a manufacturer, it's illegal for him or her to sell directly to a consumer. So they have to first tier is manufacturing. Yep. Second tier is distribution. Mm-hmm. Third tier is retailers. That's the three tier system. I didn't know that and we get, <laughs> Well, you know, at Cinco de Mayo, we're, we're going to celebrate a lot today. Yeah. And we get data from the manufacturers as they sell it to their distributors. Um, we look at inventory builds, really, mm-hmm. uh, for seasonal demands. Like Cinco, we've been looking at the inventory build for Modelo Especial and Corona. Mm-hmm. We've been looking at that one. And here's the big one. We, we get data directly from retailers, too. Mm-hmm. The retailers want us to let them know bump where are we hot where are we really accelerating and and widening the gap between us and our and our competitive retailers but more importantly what are we missing what are the new products what are the emerging trends that we're just not capitalizing on so Mm -hmm. we get that data from the retailers as well and then the last two pieces well is obviously they focus on consumers that i can look at scanner data and i can look at shipment data and i know what happened yesterday when i look at consumer purchase data that tells me what's going to happen in the future because I can see how consumers are changing what they're buying mm-hmm. or how frequently they're buying or how much they're buying or if they're changing to a new category or leaving beer to go to tequila. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> so, that, so we look at all of that and um, we put all these disparate pieces of data together and we try and make it simple for our customers to say, I get it. I know what's going on, but more importantly, I know what I have to do in order to to make a better business decision. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what our company does. That's what a, cool. It's a great that, job. That, that's, I, I love, love I love data. I, I'm fascinated by the study of data, and I think it's awesome. We're talking with uh, Mr. Bump Williams from Bump Williams Consulting. All right, based on your experience and your wealth of data, would you predict there's going to be a spike in adult beverage sales today? <laughs> Uh, I think it's, it's funny. We look at Cinco de Mayo, and uh, and the, the short answer to your question is absolutely. Mm. I think people are, I think people are pent up with cabin fever, and oh, yeah. I live in I live in Connecticut. We haven't had the best of weather mm-hmm. the past couple uh, of weeks, but 
I think people are just busting to get out, have a good time, laugh a little bit, watch the Derby, enjoy Cinco de Mayo, have some friends over. Mm-hmm. You know, th- today it's going to be a huge spike. Um, in some parts of the country, Cinco de Mayo is the single largest selling week of beer in the entire year. Get out. So when I look at, yeah, I mean, certain parts of the country, think about demographics or um, geographic locations. There's some yep. neighborhoods where Cinco is like, this, this is it. So we're talking mostly like it, the southeast. Are we talking about Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, uh, uh, border California. states? or Sure. California. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Wow. And, and but, uh, when I, when I, well, go ahead. So you're saying a big bump. I mean, isn't there a big bump in spirits? It's not just beer, right? I mean, obviously they're, they're going to be buying tequila and things of like that nature, right? So, so that's a million dollar question. That's a really good question. Typically wine and spirits have their peak selling season at the end of the year, October, November, December, hmm. Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, hmm. New Year's, people exchanging gifts. And, well, that's when, that's when spirits and wine really shoot to the roof. But over the past decade, we have seen an increase, especially in tequila, in terms of growth sales and more shoppers coming into the tequila category. So, Will, to answer your question, we're going to see an awful lot of beer sold today, mm-hmm. and we're going to see an awful lot of tequila sold today among mm-hmm. every other category that's out there that people say, this is my favorite drink. I'm going to go get it today. It's mm-hmm. the weekend. Today's Friday. Yeah, it's Cinco yeah. weekend. Nice day tomorrow. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great weather, too. So hypothetically, this, this, is, this is really hypothetical, okay? So hypothetically right. speaking, if I was going to launch a, a beer brand – would I be okay to launch it in the summertime? So it depends. This is going to be an oddball answer to that question. <laughs> it depends on where you're located in the country. And the reason I say that is Connecticut, we, we don't have a whole lot of chain. Stop yeah. and shop's big out here. We've got mm-hmm. shop right, big Y, things like that. There's not a whole lot of chain volume out here. Most of our volume is done with the independent mom and pop stores, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the liquor stores. So there's no set season for these independent stores to take on new products. So mm-hmm. living in Connecticut, if you're going to lo- launch a new product, do it before Memorial Day. Other okay. states that How are about Indiana? <clears throat> Mid The Midwest. How about Midwest? Okay. So in Indiana where there's, there's huge retailers, Meyer and Kroger and uh, Giant Eagle, Mm-hmm. Big, big retailers like that, schnooks, you have to present to these retailers probably 90 to 120 days in advance of mm-hmm. a new product launch. And they mm-hmm. only take on new products two times a year. They take it on in November, October, November, for what we call the spring shelf mm-hmm. sets, which are taking place now. And then they meet in July and August for their fall shelf sets, which take place and probably September, October. So it all depends on where you live. Right, right. Okay, I didn't realize that. I, geographics a make a big difference. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good question. So let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room. And and I know you probably can't get too specific about it, but you have data. You you see what's going on. Everybody knows what's happening with Bud Light. I mean, it's it may be the worst marketing fail in in history. I mean, it's it's sad to see what's going on there. 
Um, is is this is this as big as people are making it out to be, Bump? And 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 is it is it big enough that it could knock them out of their you know number one status as the best selling beer in the United States? I mean, is it that big of a problem? It's a big problem. It's a huge problem, and there's a lot of reasons why it's a big problem. I, I happen to think the biggest one is that this this initiative just came out of nowhere. It seems like nobody knew about it. And I don't know if that's a breakdown in, in protocol at InBev, but I know that all of my distributor customers, um, Anheuser-Busch distributor customers, they were caught completely off guard. And nobody likes surprises. No and this boy. big surprise mm. has just left people confused as to what was the intention and why did we do it this way? So that's that's the problem in my mind. Now, you asked me another really good question here. Bud Light has for decades, since it got launched in 1982, mm-hmm. and probably probably 10 years after it got launched, it became the number one selling beer in the United States. It still is today by over a billion dollars to its, to the, to its nearest competitor, which is Modelo Especial. Mm-hmm. Um, so year to date, Bud Light is down about 3%, 3%. Mm-hmm. But since I'm trying to think, the last three weeks we've seen Bud Light taking some declines in the mid to high 20% range, down 22%, down 27%. That's catastrophic. Genius. Now I don't make any decisions mm-hmm. on, on weekly data points. You can't. But to answer your question, if Bud Light were to be replaced, and think about it, when you're number one, everybody wants a piece of your hide. <laughs> Everybody's taking a shot at you. So if if Bud Light were to drop to the number two brand this year, yep. it would have to have a weekly decline in sales of 15% for the balance of the year, mm-hmm. while Modelo Especial, which again is the number two brand in the country, mm-hmm. would have to have a growth rate of plus 16% every single week. Mm-hmm. If that happened, then Modelo Especial would become the number one brand. It's it's uh it's possible, but it's highly unlikely to occur this year. But it could happen next year. It could happen if 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 Bud Light doesn't get addressed. If we don't persuade consumers mm-hmm. to come back into the brand. If they, mm-hmm. when I say we, mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with Anheuser Busch. Right. right. If Anheuser Busch doesn't find a way to persuade consumers to start buying Bud Light again, and these weekly declines these last three consecutive weeks of double digit declines continue and they don't capitalize on the summer selling season which opens up on memorial day mm-hmm. they're going to be in a world of hurt wow i it's it, isn't it amazing how what seemingly is a one's a single decision maybe or or one timer can can have such a dramatic impact on a, on a massive, massive industry. I mean, I think both both of the marketing people from Bud Light, the, um, one is, is has left the company, I'm not sure, under their own will or not. The other is on an extended leave of absence. Um, they must be getting death threats. I mean, it may be horrible to be the people that put this thing in place. And, 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 to your, and I didn't realize the distributors didn't know about it. How do you, right, how do, you do something thing. like this and not let your team out there know that, oh, by the way, we're doing this. No, we don't say anything. And then the distributor's like, what happened? It's crazy. That's, 
Will, you have summarized the entire situation in those two sentences. Mm. Um, and the distributors being surprised by this seems, and again, that's the first big problem. I think that's the biggest problem because it's not just the people who are on a leave of absence from the Bud Light team that are, uh, that are probably getting threatened, which is absolutely atrocious. There's mm-hmm. no reason to do that. But think about the local Anheuser-Busch distributors, all the people, the, the tens of thousands of employees, mm-hmm. who their job yeah. is to make sure that, that Bud Light and Budweiser and Mick Alter and Bush and Natty, they're in your stores every single day. These, these people are our neighbors. They, we, we go to church with them. We, we, we belong to the PTA meetings. Sure. We, we, you know, we have barbecues with them in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, these same people who, who deliver the beer to your stores every day, they're getting threatened. They're getting yeah. spit upon. And that's just, that's not right. That's no. not right. These, no. It's their job. They had nothing to do with it. I think that um, it's kind of snowballed now, but it scares me. And it's, and it's not just bad for Bud Light, in my mind. Right. Whenever the king, whenever the market leader gets a bloody nose, oh boy. the entire category suffers. It's right. what we called the, the negative halo effect is that, mm-hmm. Jesus, if beers fighting amongst them themselves, then the number one brand took a black eye. I just don't want to get involved. I go to a bar or a restaurant or a tavern to have a beer and have fun, to relax and laugh with my friends. But if somebody's going to get up in my face mm-hmm. because of the beer I'm ordering, I'm just going to avoid ordering a beer altogether and, and give me a give me a glass of bourbon, give me you know, yeah, give me a, yeah. a gin and tonic. Sure. And that's sure. that's why I think it's bad for the category. Yeah. People can leave the category because of this, and it's we we've taken a a place of refuge that. That bartender who hears all of our mm-hmm. all of our headaches and problems, we've taken that refuge mm-hmm. and we've we've made it into a political place and nobody yeah. nobody wants to have beverages with their friends and talk politics. Nobody does. Well hopefully a lesson has been learned here, not just with Anheuser Busch Imbev, but hopefully the entire industry has you know yes, sir. thought about communication and maybe we should think this one through a little bit more. Um anyway. <laughs> Bump Williams, thank you. Bump Williams Consulting. This is fascinating to me. I'd love to have you on again someday when next. Hopefully, it's not a beer crisis, but you know, uh, we'd love to have you come back. Thank you so much for uh, I enjoyed the, it. accepting the invitation, and being on, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Take care. Have a great weekend, and again, happy happy Cinco de Mayo. Same to you. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Will. All right. Have a good. Guys, I'm out of time. That's it. Uh, I hope I, I found that fascinating. I, I love data. The, the whole the whole concept is is amazing to me. I hope you found that interesting. I mean, I don't I don't drink, but um, it was just it was just cool to be able to, to bring that in to the program. All right, listen. Um, it's gonna be a great day tomorrow. Apparently, seventy wonderful. Um, uh, Wolfpack tonight, big game. Against Providence, we could close out the series. We're looking forward to that. And uh, hey, if you don't have any plans Sunday morning, why don't you come to New Life Church? I'm going to be talking this week about a, a, the most asked question I've had in three years: is Are we in the end times? On Sunday, I'm going to be addressing this topic: What are the ends of the end times? Nine o'clock, ten forty-five, New Life Church, three fifty High Hill Road. Uh, you can get more information at newlifechurchct.com. Matt, great week. Thank you so much. Audience, thank you so much, and uh, God bless you. Enjoy the weekend. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow, uh, Monday, Monday at 9 o'clock. Take care. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.